Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all of your sports wagering info with the latest up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just for the big four. BetOnline has information at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Well, Josh, there's uh, stuff to talk about uh, over the from the last, I guess maybe it's been three. Weeks. I think I talked to you before the USC game. There's been some highs, there's been some lows, a few more lows and some other highs, depending on who you ask. But it's been a crazy week for UCLA football. Um, all signs point to Chip Kelly staying as the head coach coming back for a seventh year, which sounds crazy to say just because. I've been covering the team for six and it's flown by. So we're going to be on year seven here with Chip. Chip, as of now, something can change. I don't know. They still got a bowl game to play. Um, and we don't know where that bowl game is going to be or, or what bowl game it's going to be. But I don't know, Josh. Uh, what do you? What is your kind of take on everything that's been kind of happening with, with Chip and whatnot? I mean, you've kind of been in the middle of these situations before. I mean, starting off with, I guess, I mean, the SE game was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that many fans <laughs> upset about a win, especially against USC, because, like, yeah. usually nothing in the season matters before before that game or mm-hmm. after that game. Man. You know what I'm saying? Where it doesn't matter the records going to the game. Like, beating SC is always that's, – that's something that has happened. That's something that's, like, really important. And then the cow game, I think that was just uh, very frustrating. Just watching that one, yeah. I was I was up on the East Coast, so I like that was the last Pac-12 after dark game. Well, that was the last Pac-12 regular season game ever. But I'm thinking game. when I'm watching this on the East Coast, like yeah, the game started at ten thirty, ten forty, and I stayed up watching that yeah. game, and I was like, yeah, I understand why. <laughs> oh, no you more. got it now, huh? I was like, I understand why there's no more Pac-12. This sucks. <laughs> Staying up that late and for the boys to just lose was just mm-hmm. upsetting. And the fashion, it honestly was just crazy. It felt like deja vu for me from my senior night. Mm. I remember it was like a cold, sad day in the Rose Bowl, and we like couldn't stop them. We they weren't. I didn't think they were good, and we just didn't have answer. We yeah. weren't. We didn't score points. It was just. One of those sad games. It's like sad to go out. At least the boys have a have a bowl game to look forward to. Um, but that's definitely not how you want to end the regular season. And I mean, I don't know where you want to start with Twitter, just 
<laughs> well, I'll talk. We can talk about Twitter. I've kind of been right there in the middle of it. Um, it's been an interesting time. I had like 50 some people in the spaces. We normally have like 30 or something. So there was a lot of curiosity. A lot of other teams. There's some Oregon folks in there. There was some, I don't know who else. And there were some other teams that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, they were vocal. They were vocal. They had some some choice words, some some words if it like some some things that if I had a, if I was really trying to keep the show PG, some people probably wouldn't be able to come back the next week. But mm. it it was what it was. Um, you know, I try to provide a platform for them to say what's on their mind and whatnot, and um, they're not very happy with Chip. It's just kind of I don't want to say it's kind of crazy how it's all kind of happened. I mean. You do lose three of your last four. You know, you lose to an Arizona State team that you should have probably beat. Cal's playing for a bowl game. You're coming off of a USC win. I'm kind of surprised that they beat USC just because I thought USC had the offense and they could score points. I And I had said this before the game. USC has the advantage in the offense-defense matchup because the offense can score points. The defense can't score points. But Alex Johnson did recover a, a fumble for a touchdown, so they did score some points, um, which did help the cause there. But, yeah, it was just it was just kind of bittersweet. I've never seen people want a coach fired after a rivalry win. There were some coaches that actually did get fired over the last couple of weeks after a win, but... I figured that wasn't going to be the case with Chip, but they just kept going on and on. And I think after the loss with Cal, then they started looping a friend of the podcast, Martin Jarman, in on it. Um, you know, Martin's a good dude. Um, I think he does a good job. You know, very interactive with the fans. Again, as I was telling one of my colleagues earlier um, today, actually, I'm like, I haven't really had to work with an AD at the D1 level in the same capacity as I have with Martin, for example. So I don't have any sort of like a bar or standard or expectation or what someone else is supposed to be like. But I think a lot of the fans are just kind of upset because he won't fire Chip. Um, and there's been a few other interesting things that kind of come about. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little interesting. But thoughts on Chip uh, potentially staying? Uh, just your thoughts on, you know, as someone who's been on on the other end of of seeing planes in the sky, seeing, you know, some backlash and people wanting the coach fired just from a player's perspective. Uh, how do you kind of take all that in? Well, actually, here's my here's my here's my more important question. Actually, I still want mm. you to answer that stuff. But do the guys in the locker room know right now what's going on or are they just as curious? Because when Jonathan Smith left Oregon State for Michigan State. A lot of like, like I don't follow Oregon State as closely as I do UCLA, for example, but I know some of the notable names on the Oregon State team, and they didn't know or were just as surprised that he was leaving. So I can only imagine what the UCLA players are kind of like, we're just sitting here trying to figure out like everybody else. Is that kind of the case for the players where they're kind of looking for answers to at this point? Yeah, you don't really have any idea, especially like the Oregon State one is also very different because mm-hmm. it was a coach's decision to leave. Yeah, yeah. And the close thing I've had to that was um, when I was signing Jeff Ulbricht, 
mm-hmm. told me he's taking the NFL job after I signed, which was it sucked. But like that was the only time I had a situation like that. And then like with coaches being fired, like you don't have no say or anything. I mean, you you hear the noise. Um, and then like the plane thing, we had that with Mora. We had it going uh, right before a game. We seen that and like that kind of sucks because like when it's a coach that you like, you you know, it's almost I'm saying disrespectful. Like you feel attacked too. Like damn, we're not mm-hmm. doing enough for this guy. Like maybe we're not playing good enough for this guy. Um, and it's like. I'm not here for the for the Martin Jarman slander either. Like mm-hmm. I think I've told you how I feel about him and like I feel like he's great for not only the program but the university and like everything he's doing. And so it's a lot like like things he was telling us like he didn't tell us and mm-hmm. like this is a big move going forward and we've talked about you need consistency so like from that perspective like keeping things consistent, you know, with coach Kelly I think is really important going into the, into the Big 10 and I've said that before and I still feel that way. <clears throat> like this is not a time to just blow up ship and restart mm-hmm. going into a new conference. Like, do you want to start off with nothing or, you know what I'm saying? I feel right. like you can salvage what, what is had and eat, like, think about it. The winning seasons were with, I mean, all chip guys, right? People that he developed mm-hmm. through the way. This is just like a restart. Like, unfortunately, it sucks. But like when you like I said, when you've had a quarterback for starting for five years. Yeah. It's hard to just have a new guy in there running it. And you you can see that with. I mean, Garbers and and like and DJ, like I mean, Dante with with. Yeah. It's just like it's a lot. And you see it like I don't this is I don't I want to know the stat on starting the game with a turnover. I think this is the most I've ever seen, like, a first-quarter well, turnover. Start, but, yeah. You're talking but about, like, like Dante? Third, but, no, even with Garbers. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interceptions on, in the first quarter, I don't know, or, like, a turnover in the first quarter. Like, mm-hmm. statistically, you're not supposed to win games. So, like, we've, like, the, I wonder what, one, what the turnover ratio was, and two, yeah, the statistics on how many turnovers we had in the first quarter, first half, because, statistically I feel like you should lose those games and there's games that the boys have actually won. But going back though, with, you know, at the end of the day and like mm-hmm. what's most important for you say football and, and Martin Jarman and coach Kelly is how do boys in the locker room feel? Because at the end of the day, it's about the players and like seeing all the stuff and the fans could be negative and seeing them, you know, take out money and saying they're not going to come to games next year and all that, that only to me, it only negatively, negatively affects the players. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and the same thing I said before the SC game, I said, put all your energy into this game and look like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All the, like, yeah. not focus on that and worry about the game and they won. And then it was like, cool. And this happens. And then it's like back to, you know, back yeah. to square one. But I feel like people, you know, saying that they're not going to support the program no more and not going to, you know, taking their money out. That only affects the players. And it's like, if you want a better team, and in this day and age we're in, you need better players, the only thing that would help that is putting more money in, putting more investment in, putting more energy, mm-hmm. looking better as a fan base, looking better as a culture. Like, that's only going to bring in better players. By doing this, now guys are going to transfer out. 
guys are not going to want to come. Guys are going to decommit. You're going to have even less mm-hmm. people. So it's like, I don't think that people understand like the energy they're putting in to like, we want shit fired and like, we're not going to support the program. Now there's like, we want Martin Jarman fired. Like that's not yeah. helping. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, it's only going to hurt the program. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a, this is a pivotal moment, like pivotal time going into the big 10 where like everybody needs to be on board. Cause say, I mean, Chip's saying, so going into next year, we're going to Big Ten and people are not going to show up and not donating money to the NIL and not. So, like, so we're going to go forward and we're going to be worse because now we don't have fans on our side. Now we don't have alumni on our side. Now we don't have donors on our side because they feel some type of way. But at the end of the day, if you're a fan, you're a fan of the team and the team's not going to be better if everybody just you know leaves and gives up on the boys and it's like like i said at the end of the day it's the locker room and this is like only gonna hurt the locker room and the boys like it's gonna only lead to like division and people leaving and that's when the program will be even worse so then it's like put all the effort and energy the plane whatever that was that money could have been donated into (laughs) nil and hopefully got another big recruit like yes if all the effort, energy, the money, all that stuff, it needs to be put to the team, to the players. Like, if you mm-hmm. want to be better next year, we need better players. Like, that's, that's yeah. you know, one of the biggest things because people say whatever they want about Chip, but, like, at times, especially going into next year, like, we're going to need some, like, bigger guys in the trenches. We're going to need, you know, some, some higher recruits just going forward. So... Yeah. If we want that, we can only get that by competing with the other top programs. And what they're doing is having these NIL collectives, like having fan bases that like are rooting for the kids and like just showing love and showing support. So if I was a recruit, I'm looking like even if I was a commit to you, so I'm looking like, dang, I committed to to Coach Kelly and the fans don't like them. The fans not going to come to the game next year. The fans not going to be giving NIL. So like, dang, now the coach I want that I wanted to play for, they don't want him and they're not giving money. So I'm not going to get as much NIL. Like, dang, maybe I should decommit and go somewhere else where I, you know, I'm going to get more love. I'm going to get more money. I'm going to get more opportunity on this and that because my coach is getting cussed out on, on social media that he's not even on. <laughs> right. I, I think that's part of why Jarman got a, uh kind of looped in here quite a bit is because Chip's not on social media and they always see Martin retweeting or doing selfies or whatever. So they're like, well, we can tag Martin and we can, you know, so they've been going after Martin. Um, So you said some good stuff there and it's actually kind of interesting. There was one player, Derek McFall, who I had noticed when the Chip stuff happened after the Arizona State game, he had kind of posted like dot, 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 like three different times. Um, and he's kind of like, what's going on? Like, what is this whole situation? Um, he ends up decommitting. And then he committed to SMU, which is known to have some money. So there may have been some NIL at play there. Yeah, I, I think some of the, the stuff, the, the backlash and everything going on, not knowing if Chip's going to be there. I do think it's a little... The, the timing, I, I think one of the, well, I know the fans on social media, at least, or the vocal ones, want Chip gone. So an announcement one way or another would have made them happy if it wasn't the one that they wanted. 
But I think for recruits, for fans, for the fan, well, for for the fans that do care, the alumni, the um, the guys on the team, like I think there's only one year left on Chip's contract going into this year or this Big Ten years is last year, so you kind of almost have to either extend him or let him go, even if you do another one year deal, just because you, I mean, because you're gonna have people in the media who are gonna sit there. And and I'm only saying this because this is what we've had to do before. Do you like being here? Did you sign a contract? You, what's the problem? What's the holdup? Like asking all these questions the whole year until we know like what's going on because because that's what all the fans want to know, right? So that's an interesting dynamic. It's kind of like I I think they want a statement one way or another. Like is this your guy or not? Like what's the deal? It's just the the athletic department has remained silent but at the same time i don't know what they expect them to do they're i mean they're if, if they're just if it's just business as usual they're just gonna handle business business as usual um i think for the fan base what i've kind of picked up on is they don't care what happens they just want chip gone even if because they think they're gonna be bad anyways so they'd rather be bad with the new coach i'm like do you, i mean it could be worse y'all didn't even know who the coach is gonna be Part of me has been saying if it wasn't going to happen already, you're losing out on a on a on a high profile coach, and maybe that's not necessarily what UCLA is after because you can go after someone like Lynn, someone you can get the San Jose coach. There's a bunch of different guys you can get still. Um, a lot of people were upset that it wasn't Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith was born in Pasadena. Supposedly, I think Bruin Report Online had said that they. Re- that Jonathan Smith, Jonathan Smith had reached out to UCLA or something like that and had said, Hey, is there something here? Or like, I guess he said he was interested. I don't know that for sure. That's what the fans were telling me was reported on bro. So maybe, I don't know. Um, but I, I do think regardless, the next coach will, I, I think there'll be a lot of interest whenever the job becomes available. Not saying that chip's going to be gone anytime soon i don't know what what they'll decide but whenever even if it's 15 years from now i don't think chip's coaching for 15 years but when but the fact that it's in the big 10 now the job is in the it's a big 10 job that's a seat at the table the big 10 is not going anywhere the pac-12 is gone but the big 10 is not going anywhere ucla now has a seat at the table so you're gonna get guys like jonathan smith who are highly coveted and whatnot be attracted to these jobs he had no ties to michigan state other than they're in the Big Ten. They have a seat at the table. They're not going to get kicked out of the Big Ten because that's not really a thing. Um, so I think UCLA is going to be one of those jobs. So they'll be able to attract somebody. But I do think it's all timing. And I, I do think that window did pass. So I'm not surprised that he did, that he's retained. Doesn't mean something still can't happen. They're still, if they're waiting for the buyout potentially to decrease, which is supposed to happen here sometime in December, um, I don't know. So we gotta sit here and wait. There's been some stories, some reports out that say he's being retained. My understanding is that he is going to be retained, or that he's at least the coach for now. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what that means, but it's just a wild time. Um, one thing I did know, I did talk two weeks ago. Yeah, but the night before the USC UCLA game, I went to. Marietta Valley High School. They were playing Mission Viejo 
and they do have a commit for UC, a UCLA commit on the Mission Viejo team. Um, I was talking to him. He said, you know, he was excited to play for Chip and Tim Drevno, who's the offensive line coach. But I think for him, it wouldn't matter. I think he would still stay a Bruin because he's one of those guys who's picking the school more than the coach because his family, his mom and his dad went to the school. I think his dad might have played football, but they met there. He's been bleeding blue all his life. And so you're going to get those kind of guys, right? Jalen Phillips was kind of the same way. Um, shout out to him. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL. I believe he's out for the season. Um, Achilles prayers up for my boy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so there's guys that, you know, UCLA is in the family and they're going to come regardless of the coach. I think that's something that some of the, some of the recruits probably, you know, it's it, everyone's situation is different. I know since the Chip Kelly stuff has happened, um, Christian Dunbar Hawkins has gotten an offer from, I don't know if it's, I forget what school it is, but he has gotten an offer from somewhere else and went to visit. You had um, the running back from Bosco, Cameron Jones, who's a big dude. Um, he took a trip somewhere. I think he may have maybe got some offers. Josh, signing day is like, December 20th is like a month away. I guess a little less than a month away now, but I think you had to keep Chip Kelly at this point because you need to keep those recruits. You need to have some consistency and some, some stability, like you said, especially going into the big 10. And I think also for whatever the tra- the transfer portal window starts on December 4th, you already have a few guys who appear to be heading in there. Um, Keegan Jones has already announced that he's going Cam Brown, um, the other receiver has already it's already been out there that he's supposed to be going. He hasn't officially announced that yet. I've been scrolling Twitter, refreshing it, seeing if there's any other news from the transfer portal today. There hasn't been. Um, do you were you there when Keegan Jones was there? I think he was a part of the yeah, I was there Keegan. Class. What do you uh, what do you what do you know about Keegan? What do you think of the move? And um, I think he's going as a grad transfer, so he does have one more year left, I believe. But. Um, just any thoughts on him? I mean, it's dynamic, really, you know, a speed guy, kind of similar to Kaz Allen, uh, can, you know, really fast out the backfield, can run the ball. You could put him at, I mean, you know, he's playing a lot of receiver, could be a returner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, but he's looking, you know, looking for a different opportunity, maybe to be used different way, utilized differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish him, you know, wish him all the best. I think, um, for a guy like Cam Brown, uh, I know he wasn't there when you were there. He transferred in from Texas A&M. Uh, mm-hmm. His father's Larry Brown, a Super Bowl MVP um, from back in the day uh, with the Cowboys. But, you know, he it was kind of interesting because he's had some NIL deals. Every time we were talking to him in the media, it sounded like he was working on some NIL deal. I'd seen these posts, these digital billboards over by crypto and Cam Brown's the one on them. So I'm kind of like, wow, like that's kind of interesting. Um but I, I personally, other than just the dynamic with with the quarterbacks and trying to have some consistency there, I think the receivers uh, probably didn't meet up to standard just as a result of some of that um, because of there was there was a, a little bit of a lack of consistency from game to game. But that room was so crowded. I'm not surprised. There's probably going to be one other receiver, I think. Not that I know who it's going to be, but there's probably going to be somebody. The good thing that with Chip Kelly staying, you know, at least Colin Schley 
and J. Michael Sturdivant are going to stay because they can't <laughs> they can't transfer again. Um, so and they're not grad transfers. So, you know, those guys are coming back. So, you know, some people are coming back. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of people want to know about Dante Moore. If Dante Moore is coming back. I think Dante Moore. I don't know if you heard some of what he said, but he kind of um, spoke about mental health and being away from home. Um, just trying to learn the offense and stuff like that. Like it just kind of being a lot. So that was something he said after the post game, after the Cal game um, and prayers out to his mom as well. She had surgery for cancer. She she's had cancer. She um, underwent a surgery or two here in the last week or so. She actually posted today, which is what Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Um, today's Tuesday. And she posted that she was cancer free. I believe she got like some tests back or something. That's awesome. She's cancer, cancer free. So um, good vibes out to her. But yeah, so just even in the past week, Dante's had a lot on his mind other than football. And, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of expressed some of that. And um, I'd be curious to see uh, the one thing is he did say, like being away from home and stuff like that. Uh, would it be surprising if he leaves? Maybe not really, but I think he does stay because part of why he wanted to come to UCLA is because Chip Kelly's there. And I don't know if you keep up with him on Instagram and stuff, but he's meeting everybody there is to meet in the NFL. He was uh, at the Chargers Ravens game at SoFi on Monday and got to go back in the, near the locker room, I guess, and met Lamar Jackson, Zay, Flow- uh, Zay Flowers. Um, he did that Cam Newton video um, where he gave Cam Newton a tour of the UCLA facility. He, um, met Patrick Mahomes. He even kind of name dropped Patrick Mahomes during his post-game presser saying, Oh yeah, I'm close with Patrick Mahomes. And I lean on those guys for advice and stuff like that. So it's a good networking base, but you know, I, I think people need to reflect and think back to how it was with Dorian and the understanding of it's going to take time with Dante. Um, it, it is a different world even from when Dorian was younger because there was no transfer portal. Not that I think Dorian would have transferred then, but, it's just still kind of even from that that far we're not even that far removed from the transfer portal just starting. Speaking of Dorian, um, uh, sending good vibes to him. He's in concussion protocol. He was supposed to. I don't know if he's going to be eligible or he's going to be available to play. The Browns are playing the Rams this week, and the Browns are actually practicing at the UCLA facility. So Dorian's back back in the facility again, <laughs> but. Um, Dorian's mom actually was commenting on a few things today and she kind of said more or less some of the same stuff you did like what is all this doing like you you guys are vocal but like who is it helping right like if the athletic department decides to keep chip like at this point you guys are it's just rattling everybody else like why are recruits going to want to come why are people going to want to stay different stuff like that so um it was kind of interesting. I think some there were some fans who are starting to speak up the other way and saying like, hey, like, especially when Dorian's mom kind of t- uh, replied to some tweets and stuff. And they're saying, like, if anyone knows how all this goes, it would be her just because of the stuff Dorian had to go through. Um, so there's kind of support on both sides just for everything that's been going on. But um, it has been a little chaotic. Um, anything else come to mind? For you, we talked about the plane. We talked about, oh, let me talk about the Martin Jarman thing real quick. People are upset with Martin Jarman, and partly because he worked at Ohio State 
and everyone knows the Ohio State athletic director job is going to be open. Everyone just assumes he's going to get the job. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to apply for the job. I don't know anything, but it's one of the premier jobs in the country. So I'm sure he's applied for it. I'm sure Washington State AD Pat Chung has applied for it, who also worked at Ohio State with Martin and Gene Smith. Um, I'm sure he's going to be a candidate too. He's looking to probably, he may be trying to look to get out of Washington state considering their situation. I just I, like guys, you can't keep saying Martin Jarman has one foot out the door when we don't know what he's doing. <laughs> like we don't know. So that's what I've been trying to tell people. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to see your support Martin or, or like, you know, same thing, but I'm just like, can we just be real about it? Like, we don't know what he's doing. He might not even apply for it. Everyone was saying he, Oh, he applied for the USC job. You guys are just saying he applied for the U. Someone said he applied for the USC job, and now everyone just believes he applied for the the USC job. I'm like, you guys, you we, you guys can't make up false stuff in your head because then you're just you're just overthinking yourself, and it's kind of crazy. And I'm kind of like, guys, like, you know, let's you gotta it's like, just take the facts for what never, it is. Yeah, and certain things you'll never understand if you've never been in mm-hmm. that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Like I said, it's, it's it's a progression, and I mean, we talked about it. It's like you see, you see schools. Even look at like Clemson after Trevor Lawrence left. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you have a a quarterback that's been your guy for a while, and like was with the one of the main engines of your team, and you mm-hmm. lose it, and you have to get a new one, and it's a you know. It takes a while, and like having younger quarterbacks in, they have to get adjusted. And if we can get close to, you know, the progression that Dorian had with Dante, mm-hmm. you, you'll sit in like a year or two, and and UCLA fans would be like, "Dang, like we stuck it out with them." And like, look at the progression. Yeah. That's what I think can be possible if you. That's what I think same. is possible too. Yeah. It's like he's a baby, and you see him out there like he's a baby. Like mm-hmm. once, and even he's admitting like, yeah, like he has to yeah. use some things in the speed of things. So it's like mm-hmm. once he's a vet quarterback, then your team can be completely different. But I mean, like one thing too that's like consistent, and I wish it more, just like just running the ball, like, and that's and I think that's what I'm saying of people putting their energy in NIL into recruiting, get some more, get some more. Offensive alignment for the rotation, especially if you're losing, you know, a guy like Duke Clemens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to need more guys to step up and more offensive alignment and stuff. Because one thing we we know we have, Coach Foster, he don't have a stable of, of, yeah. of running backs that could tote that thing. So mm-hmm. having that consistent run game, improving the old linemen, and then just the progression of Dante. And I think like next year, things like change over time because we've seen the progression, especially with defense losing, we're losing lot too. Yeah. That's one thing. Lot, that's yeah. But I was, I haven't been tweeting much or saying much, mm-hmm. but one, that's one guy I had to say something about. Cause it's like, dang, I feel like we got, we're just, we're just, you silly fans understand how blessed we were to have him. Cause imagine if he was on UW right now, Jesus, or even on oh, Cal. Supposedly he was supposed to go to Cal, but Cal wouldn't oh my, take his medical. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, like if he was on UW right now, and they're mm-hmm. already <laughs> they're already stacked on, the way that they are. Now. So yeah. it's like, and you know, 
I know everybody's talking about like how many people walk for senior night, but that doesn't mean that you're done. It was um, a lot of people though. It's 33 yeah, but people. I mean, but it doesn't Chip, mean, yeah. Yeah, right. Chip usually has everybody that's eligible to walk walk, even whether if it's your oh, last okay. year or not. So yeah. Um uh, you know, a healthy I don't know eligibility how many everybody has, but I know some of those guys I'm pretty sure can come back for another year. So um we'll see how it goes with that. But man, I think like I said before, and at this point, I think we need to, you know, all the energy needs to be positive into going into we're still in a yeah. rebuild. Like it is what it is. Like we're in a rebuilding process. So like you have to rebuild after five years of a quarterback. If the fans have this energy, it's only negatively going to affect this next recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So then it's going to be worse next year. And it and, and some of it that, that won't even be Chip's fault because like I said, if as a recruit you're seeing all this going on, yeah. It's just negatively affecting, like, dang, do I really want to go there? I'm not going to get as much NIL. I'm not going to, you know, my coach, people don't like him, so I don't know that. But if you have fans, you know, pouring more into it, like, okay, no matter what, we need, we want the best players. Let's give, let's put more NIL to to the boys. Let's help recruit. We're going to Big Ten. Like, we need, you know, more players. With we need help replacing the kids that we're going to lose this year, and like Mm -hmm. having that type of energy, and like go all in on this bowl game. That is going to lead to a better next year. Right. And then let the situation unfold, you know, later down the line. But this is, like, such a big moment right now for UCLA football, like, going to the Big Ten, like, this move. I just mm-hmm. don't think that this is the time for what's going on. And as we wrap things up here, uh, good stuff, Josh. But as we wrap stuff up here, I do have a question from Jack. A couple questions. We'll try and uh, go rapid fire here. Um, favorite Christmas or holiday traditions? Um, gingerbread house competition with my family. Okay. Wasn't expecting that, but okay. I like it. Um, is it illegal to play Christmas music before Thanksgiving? No, I can start playing up here after, uh, I start playing up here after Canadian Thanksgiving, which is before Halloween. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, they didn't ask this, but I'm going to ask it. What was the... Oh, we talked about Thanksgiving last year, and you dogged on me. Um, we'll skip the Thanksgiving stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do have something for you. Um, I'm going to go see Rod Wave tomorrow. So there's that. Ooh, I'm seeing Rod Wave in San Diego. Okay. What is, is that like? December, December 4th. Okay. That's when the transfer portal window opens, so everyone stay tuned. Um, I'll let you know how the show goes. I haven't listened to the new album, so I got to catch up on some of that. What kind of fan are you? That's <laughs> no not comment. support. That's what we're talking about. No. That's not support. <laughs> I like not watching the games and trying to want people fired. I've listened different- to some of it, but I don't know enough to sing it all right now. Anyways, anyways, you're right. I got to do better. Uh, but for Josh and myself, thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. And just behave. Everything will be fine. Bye, everybody. <laughs> this is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.